Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And there you hear it, people. Boston Bruins win in awesome fashion in Game 7. Uh, so, let me just start off by saying this is another edition of Sports Blogger Radio, brought to you by FanJunkies.net. I'm your host, John Larry, and with me is always Scott, Boston Bruin, Blooney. How's it going, man? How you feeling today? What's up? That was um, a silly game last night. I'm still a little... I don't know. That was that was just. I don't know how else to say other than silly. I'm silly. I'm so surprised. Like I'm still a little shocked. I think. I I, yeah, I think you and everyone in Bruins Nation slash Boston slash uh, Toronto. Oh uh, the list the list is endless, man. The video of uh, those Toronto fans. When they're all outside, did you see the video yet? I did see the video. It in you know what? To be honest with you, I felt bad. Um, I me too. I was just about to say that. I feel I actually feel kind of bad for the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Um, some people were asking me today if if I thought it was a um, Toronto Maple Leafs collapse, just as well as you did. You asked me the same thing, or if it was a Boston Bruins surge. And to me, I think it was a Boston Bruins surge. I, the way when they started actually generating some offense the, there was there was nothing the maple Leafs could have done um but yeah they uh they went ahead they won the game uh they moved on i i don't know how in the world you could play for 55 minutes and still win the game you know especially being up three to two well i mean tell the people what you're thinking man i mean yeah, I could see your face right now. It's just an awe. It, it's well, it's, well, people could see it. They would know. Well, um, for those of you who don't know, and this is, I, oh, don't, don't, don't even go there. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. I want to say, I want to say, this is the first time in NHL oh, okay. playoff history, in a game seven, that a team has come back, down three goals in the third period and won the game. So there's. There's a history lesson for you hockey buffs, and it's the fourth time that um, a hockey team has come back um, three goals to win any uh, Game 7 playoffs, I think. So, um, 
So, like, you know, I when I saw the fourth, fourth Toronto goal go in, I lost a lot of hope. I lost most of my hope. I was pretty you, depressed. I you and pretty much every single person in the Garden, any Bruin fan out there watching the game, myself, but, you know, I was... And even even when the, the second Boston goal went in, like, they didn't even have, like, very confident, like, body language. And I was like, oh, like... I looked at I looked at the the Milan Lucic goal as a well at least they didn't get completely murdered at least they made it some sort of a game. Was that I think it was Horty dude. Oh I'm sorry you're right I'm sorry uh, Nathan Horton I'm yeah. talking about I was I was thinking about the third when they got the third goal by Milan Lucic that's when I was like oh wow you know something's happening here maybe they can yeah. make something out of this game you know. Yeah so uh, this was the fourth time that the Bruins have won a game. Seven in overtime, which ties them with the Detroit Red Wings for the most all-time. Um, the Bruins are the only team to score two goals in a game with an extra attacker with, with the pull with the pull goalie this season. Oh, man, yeah, the only other time they did it against was I believe New the Rangers. New York Rangers. Yeah, who they will be facing in the second round, and that that series. I'm not gonna lie, that series scares me a little bit. Um, they're they're a tough physical team. They're not as fast as the Toronto Maple Leafs, but boy, they you know, they got a lot of superstars on their team that can explode at well, any time. They're also a lot grittier than the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think. They're yeah. um they're they're like uh like Ryan Callahan, their captain is like if I was going to build a franchise around a team I was I got to pick a draft, like he'd be one of my higher picks because he's not the sexiest, like flashiest player in the NHL, but like He's by far one of the hardest workers, and he's like is willing to do anything to help his team win. And that's like, you know, you say like you say that like players say that all the time that they're willing to do anything to win. But like the amount of shots that he blocks and the amount of like sacrifice that he gives every game, yep. he's one of the more respectable players. Like he's kind of um, he kind of reminds you of Shane Doan a little bit. He's got that offensive skill, but he's also a gritty, tough player with like intense leadership ability. So he's. Okay. He's a really good player. Let me ask you um, for maybe people listening that don't follow other teams besides the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Who would you um, who who would his comparison be on the Bruins? Like, what player does he match in on the Bruins in the I, Bruins uniform? I, <clears throat> if I had to say, I'd say probably Daniel Pye with a little more. Pye. Daniel Pye with a little more offensive skill and. Okay. And I and um not not the bash pie, but like, you know, he's kinda he's kind of clumsy a little bit. I don't know. It's like between Wait, pie- wait, wait. You're bashing pie? No, I'm I don't bashing believe this. I still maintain that Pie <laughs> is the hardest worker on the Bruins. Yeah, no, he listen, uh and I will and and I've said this many times, I fully agree with you. Daniel Pie is a beast. Um it's actually kinda of brings up a little topic that I, I was you know, on the ride home. I don't know for anybody that might listen to them, but uh, Felger and Mass show on 98.5, they talk a lot about um, hockey and stuff like that. You know, they're a Boston-based radio show. <clears throat> they were talking uh, – somebody had called in and it said that they they absolutely hated the fact that the fourth line was on on the ice at some point, you know, and that they, they shouldn't – you know, Claude Julian shouldn't be rolling out the fourth line. I don't – understand where some of these people what i don't understand what the heck they're watching the fourth line is the most energetic line i have seen ever and i don't 
get why people are constantly like, oh, well, they need to stick to Bergeron and Char. These guys, I mean, if you looked at the time on ice that they, they had on to, uh, Monday night, because of the Boston Bruins losing three defensemen, Zdeno Chara played 35.36 or something like that. 35 minutes. Unheard of. You I'm know, pretty sure Barkowski played upwards of 25 minutes, actually. Yeah, Barkowski, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, let's see, Barkowski was on the ice for 27. Dougie Hamilton was on for 25 um, Johnny Boychuk was on for like thirty something minutes. Yeah, that's such unreal. I mean, like, like, like I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people people sit there and say, you know, oh, you know, Zidane Char, you know, he should have been playing a lot more. Like, how much more can that guy play? I mean, it's the most physically demanding sport out there. No, not only that, but our fourth line is definitely an asset to our team. Exactly. They're like, the energy line, just like you've said, stated many times. Yeah, you know, there have been times in this series, in the last three games especially, where we're pretty flat, we look pretty dead, and then he'll put the fourth line out, and then we'll get, you know, a sustained... It was our fourth line getting it done with the sustained offensive pressure, you know, in in how games times, five times, and six. Right. How many, how many times did you see, you know, Glenn like, Campbell... Gregory Campbell, uh, exactly. He was... You know, Sean Thornton being in the face of James Reimer, I, like they were just, they, they were a force, you know, and I, like, I, give get, a, I think that anyone who, who argues that the fourth line shouldn't be playing hasn't watched or hasn't watched closely enough the way that the playoffs have been, especially because just not even just the playoffs, but the regular season the season. Too, and, you know? you know, for the past three seasons, you know, the fourth line has been such a valuable asset to our team, not only alleviating some of the pressure from our big guys, but they're also a group of skilled individuals who, who, who roll, who play their roles and who can penalty kill, who can get into the gritty areas of the ice, who can invigorate their team and people underestimate that. And, um, you know, it's one thing if you if you're you know if you need goals and you take out Sean Thornton for a game, like fine. But like to say that the fourth line, it, you know, wasn't getting it done or shouldn't have been on the ice this series, like that's just absurd to me. So. It, well, it's it's not only absurd; it's like it's pure stupidity. So, uh, like, his, as far as I know, um, and I'm sure you can uh, contest to that. Like, there's not too many teams in the NHL that have um, four. Four yeah. lines that they can at least like at least call, uh, Clyde Julian can go ahead and trust in and put out there on the ice. I mean, I understand the third line wasn't playing that great. I understand the fourth. You know what I mean? I get it. Everybody struggles, but like you can you at least know that the third line is going to give you their all anyways. You know, you knew that Patrice Bergeron, Sagan, and Marshawn were going to at least play. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like I just. I, it, it, just, it took him long. It, it took him long enough. This was a. This game was like a coming out for Bergeron, I think. Bergeron, and you could tell. I don't know if you watched the um, the uh, press conference after, uh, but they were, you know, they were asking. Yeah, they were asking Bergeron about his, you know, oh, did you, you know, did you think you saved your best for the last? And he legitimately looked at him and was like, 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 are you kidding me right now? Like, I put my, I put. The best on the ice is, but you know, as best I can every single night. It just and, was there something wasn't clicking with that line. Uh, 
they they started off the game, I believe, with Yager on that line. Yeah, they did. And uh, um, they they stuck. With, uh, they put Sagan on the third line with uh, Peverly and um, Kelly. Kelly. And I, I think it was a good move. Um, I think I think one thing is pretty evident is uh, Yami Yager being on the line with Marshawn and, and Bergeron. You could tell the old man he's running out of gas. You know what I mean? Like he's just not as fast as these guys, so he's got to play catch up. And I don't know for some reason. And I mean, and I like, like I said, I like this trade. I like everything that they've done with him. But I've never seen anybody steal the puck from his own players as much as he does. Yeah, well, he's Jeremy Yager. I, I, well, I know, but at some point you got to be like, all right, old man, let me, like, at least let me try to make a play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that he's been. I think that he's been helping off out with the power play. I know our power play is in stellar, oh, yeah. but I think that it's a step up from what it was in the regular season. It's, I think that he brings a new. I think that he's actually been playing um, pretty well for the most part. Um, oh, I'm not. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want people to miscue what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that he's not playing well. I'm just saying, like I, I think. And, and you're you're 100% right. He is playing. He makes the power play a lot better. He is great moving the puck. I mean, granted, they're not you know they're not putting it on the back of their net, but they're at least at least looks like they can you know do some sort of uh, you know some sort of offense and you know kicking the puck around and stuff like that. You know, so I, I don't want anybody to think that I was bashing. No, on no, the no. Um. But yeah, no, I I uh, I agree with you. He he, I could tell actually last game there were a couple times where he tried to break up ice and he was kind of he was trying to you know stick handle and it wasn't being too successful. Yeah. And um, but I think that he works well if he um, is like on the power play on like one of the points. And I think that he plays well in sustained offensive situations. Um, like they've been moving the puck pretty well. Um, they haven't been shooting enough, which is like. If like you know, if you're not shooting enough against the goaltender like James Reimer, who's not very good. By the way, has it, by the way, did you see that he? Have you seen um, American Pie? Yes, I know. He looks like the redheaded kid. That the Shermanator. Shermanator. Yeah, he I know. He looks just like the Sher. All right, but sorry. Um, for those of you who <laughs> see that movie, that's that's a funny reference. Um, but you know, if you make him look like he's better than Tuka Rask, like <laughs> that's there's something wrong. Like. Yeah. They, and there were so many times where I'm yelling at my TV, just like shoot the damn puck, like yeah. oh my god. Yeah, the the, the Bruins they they missed a lot. But you know what? These. They they adjusted uh, at the right time. At the right time, <laughs> I guess. Like they were putting everything on net because you know he should go to the NBA because um, he's a rebound machine. That guy. <laughs> he uh, he uh, he was give, letting everything go, and that's I mean that's how we scored our our final. Yeah, he, switching yeah. goal, a really juicy rebound. By the way, every time Jack Edwards says juicy rebound, it's like, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's just so funny well, to me. Yeah, I, he's like, well, that is the juiciest rebound. I'm like, yes, it is, Jack. You got me, that one. Uh, let me go ahead and say the the clip that we played in the uh, the very beginning. That is the announcer. That is Jack Edwards. For anybody that's out of town and doesn't have uh, Nesson New England uh, Sports Network. Jack Edwards is the voice of the Boston Bruins here in New England, and he's the most biased commentator, but he is also the most entertaining commentator. He exactly. I mean, you're talking about a guy that will get so amped up for his team. Like that's why we chose him 
Uh, we could, you know, we could have, we could have done some, you know, the NHL, you know, commentaries, whatever. No, we chose Jack Edwards for that specific reason because you could hear it in his voice how exciting, excited he was. Yeah. Um, he's he's awesome. Um, he is. Uh, it, so anybody go on YouTube, type in Jack Edwards. You're gonna get oh, a kick you're gonna, out of him. You're gonna see all the comments in the like on the topper, like, oh my god, he's such a homer, and like he works for the New England Sports Network, so like, yeah. Sure, that's his job. Like, Which you is, know, I mean, get it, over that it. all aside and just listen to the way he he uh, he does the play by play. It's amazing. He gets so, um, and Andy Brickley's always trying to calm him down, but <laughs> I know Andy Brick. Yeah, I know he's to no avail. He's trying to be the riddle for uh, Jack Edwards. It's just not happening. Um, all right. So with that being said, by the time this show airs, it will obviously be Thursday, and Game One of Round Two will have started. What are your thoughts going into it? How do you feel that the Bruins? will do um, against the Rangers. Well, I know that the Rangers aren't particularly healthy right now. I know that Mark Stahl is out with an injury to, I believe, his eye slash face, and they've been battling with some health problems. Uh, Brad Richards has been playing very well. Their best players haven't been playing well, but a lot of players like Carl Haglin and I know Taylor Pyatt has been playing really well. Um, They've been getting contributions all over the place, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they just shut out. Uh, the last two games against the Capitals, and they just like I think they won like six, uh, five or six nothing against them last night. It was just like a slaughter. Yeah, and, um, like, I think uh, I mean one of the big one of the key points is as long as they have Lundqvist, they're going to be, uh, be they're going to be there. You yeah. know, the guy uh, obviously they won five nothing. He's so. a Vesna Trophy finalist this year, which <clears throat> Tukaras should have been. Um, I I, mean, I agree with you, man. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm being a homer. I don't even care. Tuka Rask had the had better numbers than some of the guys on there. Um, I don't even know if Rick Nash has a. I don't even know if Rick Nash has a playoff. Like I don't even know if he has goals yet. Like I'm reading. He, he uh, might not have a goal, but I think he has a couple of assists. Like uh, I'm reading the goals for they won five nothing last night. Uh, yeah, Monday night. The goals were from Aaron Ashram, Ryan Callahan, who we talked about in the top of the program. Michael Delzato, the defenseman, Taylor Pyatt, and like Zuccarello. Like those are not household well, names. Well, exa- Well, I mean, except for Asham, who might remember him being on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins um, a couple years back. Actually, not no, not last year. The year before that. Um, and that guy, he's a beast. He can fight. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, my my buddy, who's the Ultimate Rangers fan, he won uh, season tickets to the Rangers game. He won like through this whole. Um, it's funny. I, w- I go to school with this guy up in Vermont, and his name is Jake, and he won the whole thing. He won season tickets, playoff tickets um, for the season. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, just like he made this video. And, um, yeah, he said that Aaron Asham is the nicest guy when you talk to him, but mm-hmm. the toughest, like, toughest son of a gun on the ice. And oh, yeah. Always- I, and I've seen – I mean, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. There was a – I believe it was last – Maybe, I think it was his last year in the Penguins uniform where I watched him. Uh, he fought a guy, and I think it was literally it was one punch, and the guy was down, and he was oh, yeah. out cold. That's when he did the little um, – Yes, yes, exactly. He did the did like a little, uh, little zen praying thing, like, yeah, yeah, and it was wow. I mean, he got he, – he's a, he's a tough guy. So, I mean, I, I actually like him as a player. I just don't like him against the Bruins. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Ryan close out um, – and Mark Stahl's out. Uh, Bickle is scratched. Um, so they got some. They have some issues, but like we have some issues too. Yeah. Um, 
No left-handed defenseman whatsoever right now. <laughs> in terms of goaltending, I think that it's pretty even, and I don't care if any Ranger fans disagree, but um, Henrik Lundqvist is the king of New York, and Tuka Rask is the two U's, two K's, two points uh, bro from Boston, and he has put up, <laughs> you know, the. Uh, I know that Henrik has more wins, but Tuka's got better numbers. So yeah. um, Well, I mean, I, I think... Per, I, I think, like, the thing is, as I think about Lundqvist, you know, the thing that's not really accounted for is the New York Rangers block a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's why, honestly, he had, you know, Lundqvist has more wins than Tuca because, I mean, his his defensemen just stand in the way. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be one of the biggest things that the Bruins are going to have to face is block shots. So, you know, hopefully they can get some past them because they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to try. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Atuka, unfortunately, he faces a lot of. He faces too he many fa- shots. He faces too many shots, and you know what I mean. And sometimes, like the the goal that happened on Monday night again, uh, I think it was the the second goal that the Leafs scored. You know, big 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 man Zdeno Chara. You know, trying to block the shot for two of the rest, you know what I mean? And the guy, yeah, he's a wall, so you can't really see past him. But, uh, yeah, but Rick Nash in seven games this series, he's only mustered up two assists with a plus two rating, 22 shots. How is he, uh, if if you can look it up real quick, how is he with the, um, uh, the Blue Jackets? Blue Jackets, he had in. He was, in, he was in the playoffs with the Blue Jackets. In the playoffs in 2008-2009, in four games, he had a goal and two assists. So he had three points in four games. They were okay. swept. Okay. Uh, he, he's, so he might be one of those people that are really great during the, the season and for some reason can't put in the second gear during the playoffs. Well, they, I think it's got a lot to do with this. I mean, maybe, but I think it's also got a lot to do with the struggle from Brad Richards, who hasn't been playing well either. Um, but, um, you know... Uh, I think that they're they're an explosive team, you know, and, and as, as I was saying, Brad Richards has one goal in the seven games these playoffs. That's it. Yeah. So that's those are their two like top guys and I mean they're getting contributions from their deeper lines, which is great. And now that we see, you know, Bergeron starting to play well, Milan Lucic, the new J D Drew in Boston who just does yeah. not play for a season and comes in the playoffs, he's playing well. Um, and I shall, I shall, uh, I'll go ahead and explain the uh, JD Drew uh, reference real quick to everyone. JD Drew signed a mo- like a crazy contract in 2007. Um, the guy had a, a uh, with the Boston Red Sox. He had a cr- terrible year, um, but in the World, no, excuse me, not in the World Series. Was it against Cleveland? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was against Cleveland, where he. You know the the Boston Red Sox were down. He hits a grand slam to win the game, basically, and you know what I mean. And then he didn't never look back. He had like a great playoff year, so it was just like one of those things where, hello, you know, it you was know, the, the fourteen the fourteen million dollar grand slam. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that that's a. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that that man. That's how you. I guess that's that's one play. That's it. But you know, Lucic again. He uh, he was listen. Uh, thing about he Lucic, he was carrying the team in the last ten minutes. Yeah, well, the la- I mean, Lucic had probably the best game I've seen him have all year, in, in Game Seven. 
he was all over the ice. He was he was physical. He was skating. Um, he was getting in front of the net. Best game I've seen him play. Hopefully, he'll carry that over into the round two against the uh, Rangers because we need him to be we need him to be that force again. Because when he when he plays well, we play well. Exactly. He is the he is honestly uh, a fearful person. A lot of a lot of players fear fear him. You know what I mean? Fear some. Fear some. Excuse me. If you're fearful, you'd be afraid. Yeah. All right. Thank you, <laughs> English major. College boy over here. <laughs> but um, yeah. You know what? In terms of goaltenders, I said I think it's pretty even. In terms of forwards, right now, I think our top guys are going to start producing a little more than their top guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're missing a lot of key parts on defense. Yeah. And if Barkowski and uh, Hamilton can continue to play uh, the way they they played last game when they stepped up huge played giant minutes there were a couple of neutral zone and defensive lapses but they won the game and they 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 played well for being called on to do something so big that they hadn't done before right. and, and and not to not to miss the uh the point but uh you know both not not so much Dougie Hamilton but I think Borkowski was playing on the opposite side that he's used to like I said he, uh he was he's a right-handed shot and he had to play on the left-handed side so that that takes a lot. It's, that a little, takes a lot. it's a little daunting, like when you're like, "This is my first big playoff." Like, this is my first big playoff start, or this is one of my first big playoff starts, and I'm playing in a position I'm not used to. And yeah, you know, so so definitely kudos to them. So that that gives a lot of, uh, at least myself, and I'm pretty sure you, that gives gives us a lot of hope for the future for our defense because these guys are, oh absolutely, you know, wow, they stepped up in a game seven, which is if if that's the if you don't have pressure. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have pressure then then when the heck will you? I want to know what the difference was in those last like I cuz we lost the game. Like we really did. Like it was 4 to 1 going into the third. And this is again, I said that this is the first game in history. Like I this is going to be the comeback. Like this is going to be I I wrote a blog post after the game last night. For the next 50 years that this is on ESPN Classic, like this is the Boston Bruins comeback. Like this is never and Barry Melrose, of course, like Sports Center for the first time of the year was like all hockey last night because something like this happened. Right, exactly. And, which, and, which sucks because whatever. I hate the fact oh, that this. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Barry Barry Melrose was looking fly as hell, but he was like <laughs> Barry Melrose is the man. <laughs> even even he said like this has never happened before, and like I don't know. I I don't know what clicked, and I hope that this momentum. Both teams have a tremendous amount of momentum. Again, the Rangers have outscored the Capitals six nothing in the last two games for two shutouts. Hank's been playing unreal. Yeah. And we just had one of the most improbable and like emotional comebacks in like the history of the NHL slash Boston sports last night. Right. Exactly. So. So that all right. So then that that brings back that question then, because uh, I've given my answer. Was it a Toronto collapse or was it a Boston Bruins uh, win? I mean, I can't take away credit from the Boston Bruins stepping up their game, but I think that uh, I I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't know. It's so confusing for me. I'll <laughs> play for the first. For two games and 50 minutes of, you know, the last two games and 50 minutes, and we were able to, uh, it's, it's you know what, I think that when the third goal went in, I think the collapse started. 
I really do. I think that so you're, so you're basically saying half and half. I'm saying it's it's a little bit of both because I'm not gonna take away the effort that the Bruins like mustered up from the, like the hockey gods from yeah. nowhere. I know, right? Like sort of it was like all in the back, right? I was like like depressed like as hell on my couch. Like I was like, oh, I need a stiff drink right now. And then like, oh, there's a, there's a goal. Oh my, there's another one. And I was like, this this isn't gonna happen because that would never happen. And then it did. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think that this is partial Toronto collapse. I think that this is partial James Reimer doubting himself hardcore. Um, he went down a little early on the last goal, and by yeah. a little early, I mean pretty early. Um, yeah, he, was, he was on his belly long before that that puck was even close to him. And not only that, but um, uh, Franzen had a terrible defensive miscue to, that led to that goal, like terrible. Yeah. And you know, it was funny because he scored two goals, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna have a night to remember." And like, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna have a nice to remember, but he he was one of the reasons why that last goal went in. Um, I, I, he keeps talking because I, I I got something that I'm gonna find and I'm gonna read to you real quick because it just you just reminded me. But um, you know, I just seeing all those people in Toronto like like crying and like screaming and like the Boston Garden going nuts after being pretty depressed. About like 25 percent of attendance left. Like it was a. Uh, it was a little nuts. I mean, I think that it was partial Bruins just like, oh, my God, survival instinct. Here we go. And part like Toronto just like after a couple of those goals went in, like doubting themselves. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's taking me a little bit to find it. But there was a uh, there was there was a tweet that I think James Lupo. Lupo, oh, Lupo. He said, yeah. I have to remember that game for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It was just Joffrey um, Lupo. That's it, Joffy. I couldn't remember his like name. Like the like the king from um, Game of Thrones. Okay, I don't. Those remember. who understand that reference, King <laughs> I don't even know. They what both is. suck, especially the hockey one. But <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, tune in next week. Uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna talk a little bit more Boston Bruins. We'll talk some Red Sox next week. You know, we we were really excited about this. So that's yeah, why I mean, we you, can't, that. you can't be you can't overlook how emotional and like how crazy this win was for the Boston Bruins. And ultimately yeah. we, get, we get two games in a row at home and the, the garden is going to be a rockin'. Yes. It, it will. I mean, listen, Boston and New York, you know what I mean? I, you know what? I, I like the Rangers and I think they're a great team and it's going to be an original six rivalry and I'm excited for it either way. I think it's two great teams going to be playing. I think it's going to be great hockey. I think it's going to be gritty. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, this is definitely this is definitely a series to tune into. Whether you're a fan of the, the two teams or not, you should definitely tune in because it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So that's that's all the time we have for this week. Um, I'd like you to tune in to um, Fan Junkies Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. And tune in to our good friend Michael McShay at 5 Minutes at the Frat House every Saturday at 1. You can find us on Facebook. And you can find us on Twitter at Sports Blogger. Um, for those that don't have the domain, it's www.sportsblogger, B L A G G A H, at, uh, excuse me, dot WordPress, dot, at, yes, dot com. <laughs> I could talk, really. And <laughs> uh, uh, that's it, man. Hopefully, you guys uh, will tune in again, all right? The next time we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking about the Bruins going even farther in the series. Oh, here we go. Mark it.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.